Welcome to the Kaibass Nation. Kayak Bass Nation is presented by Dugout Bait and Tackle. Go to dugoutfishing.com to find everything you need for your next kayak bass fishing tournament. Hope you enjoy the show. Jeff Malat, Lunch Money Lambert, Also sponsored by Revo Sunglasses. Go to Revo.com, use code KBN25 to save 25% off your next order. Revo, best lenses on earth. Also sponsored by Western Sun Vodka. Go to westernsundistillery.com and use the bottle finder to find a bottle near you. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. Brian, what'd you think of that intro, man? I tried to read. Jazz it I like it. I like it. No, you, you got to switch it up. You know, switch it up. Always, always working to improve things. Some here clips, some instructions, some click by click instructions. Yeah, click, click, click. So follow, like, share that whole that whole thing. Yeah, uh, appreciate everybody joining. We we got people joining from Facebook and YouTube. I see them. The numbers climbing already. Uh, it's going to be a good night. How was your weekend, Ryan? Uh, it was good. I don't know. I don't know. That did anything at all this weekend? Did you go to a concert this weekend? I see some concert photos. Uh, so that was Thursday night. Um. Giovanni and the hired gun. So Giovanni is uh, is this Texas boy that went on the gator hunt with us. He was playing in Chattanooga, and Jordan Marshall happens to be a fan of their music. So I invited young Marshall down for the for the full experience, and it was it was awesome. I mean, they're they're a wild bunch anyway, but we had a really good time. Watched two dudes uh, get into it at the concert. Uh, some guy had had too much to drink, and his big buddy was carrying him through. Uh, through the crowd and this guy like kind of checks him and he's like hey man watch out a big dude just turns and puts his middle finger right in the dude's face (laughs) and was like nah i'm good keep on rolling nothing happened but some john you know yeah like kayakers yeah i mean it was it was uh well we got we got some queen city on here tonight so they don't don't play no games they don't play two piece two piece the only one you don't mess with two piece yeah queen city boys that's right Uh, yeah so if you guys uh, like saw the announcement we've got two guests tonight first we got joey randall from the queen city won the queen city toc over there and then we've got brian bdh howell coming in second half of the show to close us out with the louisiana state uh bassmaster bassmaster state championship there so a little double feature it's gonna be a good one i know ryan tipped y'all off to who was coming on uh last week so it's going to be a good one. We got Joey patiently waiting over there, but as always, we like to kind of talk about the, the week that was. There wasn't a lot of tournament talk or any tournament stuff going down over the weekend. Obviously, we're still waiting the final bass schedule. I uh, see a lot of other clubs dropping schedules, things like that uh, coming out. Uh, I s- saw the dugout made a little announcement. Steve put a meet the team post out. That's uh, what he says. That's what he says. Yeah, team dugout this Saturday uh, featuring Dylan Lowry. There'll be some other people there as well. I think yeah, I think uh, Dylan is the headliner. Yeah. There. Yeah, Dylan uh, and then uh, Jordan Marshall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like Christine Fisher, I see her at the top. Christine, yeah, Christine's on there. Riser's coming down. Emily's going to be there. Uh, come out, hang out, quiz some folks. If you got uh, got any questions, or if you want to uh, put in a handwritten dugout team application, I, I encourage you to uh, craft your best um, soliloquy and bring it with you. Ooh, soliloquy, I like that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on that. Chi- I'm on that Chick Fil A sweet tea tonight. There ain't no telling what might come out my Ooh, mouth, man. Hey, uh, I can't see it on the camera, but Ryan, you can kind of see it there. He's got one of the new KBN hoodies on, looking fly. Are the orders still open for those? Yes, yeah, they are. Uh, we're gonna run through the end of the month. Um, hoodies are up. T-shirts. We are working on some hats for you guys too. We got some awesome uh, some patch hats that if you don't like them, I don't care. So. Go check that out. Yeah, there's always been some some merch to be able to order on the website, but it's kind of been mid-level quality. But uh, Ryan has got us with a new provider, and they've got some high-quality stuff, but they're doing limited runs. So you got to get over to the uh, Facebook page or group page and find that. Yeah, that it's same, that same company that does uh, Bass Talk Live. Um, yeah. And they're, you know, performance fleece, uh, really good quality blanks, T-shirts, but they do – just like flash sales that way they're not having to carry a ton of inventory we're not having to carry a ton of inventory and uh we can get new designs up and out yeah uh, we got some folks chiming in on youtube and facebook josh hawks is watching the podcast while changing the oil in his car pretty good night i like that 
stay safe under there. Uh, <laughs> Levi, I've got uh, three monitors and a, a light on my camera, so it's just, you know, it's unbelievable how much how much uh, light I have coming at my face. Jeff tried to get a tan. That's yeah. what's going on. And I'm working on a new setup in here, so I need to maybe adjust that. Maybe back the light off a little bit. We'll do that next time. Um, what else to talk about, Ryan? Oh, I've got some notes up here. The KBN Awards are coming up. Ooh, that's KBN always Awards. good. Yeah, the, the rankings will come out. We got to come up with some categories, man. For the for the, uh, you know, we do those ten categories every year for the, the yeah. awards. And I always kind of fly by the seat of my pants and make that stuff up towards the end. But we need to we need to give it to the people. And let them pick our categories, don't you think? Yeah, I definitely think we should. If you have any suggestions, uh, be thinking about those. We'll throw up a post and uh, do like where you can add a poll option or whatever and take the top ten. Yeah, then we'll we'll come up with a way to hammer out those top ten and, and get your, your responses for that like we did last year. That was fun last year. Oh, yeah. So that'll be a good one. And then uh, the rankings will come out, of course. And then on the group page, there's a few things that went on the group page. It's been kind of a slow couple of weeks there, to be honest with you. But I made a post just kind of a – I thought it was a funny post, but made myself laugh anyway. Uh, about uh, – it was like a, a gif from the Step Brothers that where they're saying, hey, you could be the next investor, that, that funny clip from the Step Brothers. Oh, yeah. But I've seen more posts this year, Ryan. Yes. People – not announcing sponsors, and I love all kinds of sponsors. Whether you get five percent off or you have to pay them to be on the team, I think it's awesome. I have no, no qualms about it. Uh, what it, if it's you know a little discount or you get a thousand dollars per post, whatever. I'm I'm happy for anybody. But how people are going about getting sponsors seems this year in particular is the strangest thing I've ever seen. I've never seen people post asking for them. Have you ever seen that? They're shooting their shot, man. Uh, you know, we, uh, <laughs> Cliff made, and I don't know if he was serious or not, because you can never tell, um, a national pro staff <laughs> post in there, which is a company that you pay for their services and they get you your discounts or <laughs> like yeah. some silliness. But uh, it's getting desperate out there, Jeff. It's getting, uh, and I don't know if it's because of, uh, you know, inflation or what, but you're definitely seeing uh a little more try-hard in the air than usual. Yeah. Maybe I'm just old and don't know any better. So if that's the way to do it, then by God, go for it. Ask, Shoot ask away. Shot, man. Yeah, ask away. But people misread that as I was like somehow making fun of people that are sponsored. And of course I'm not making fun of that. I've got a few sponsors myself of different degrees, and so does Ryan, and so do a lot of people I know. So you do what you can do out there. Do uh, They say that, you know, chigger crawls don't go in the gas tank, but – if you can save money on a pack of baits, that money goes in the gas tank. So take That's what right. you can get out there. Take what you can get out there. No you shame. You smoke a chigger crawl if you need to. And if you need to. You know, that max scent's pretty strong. You can probably eat one. Uh -oh. Spe speaking of sponsors, Taylor Howell's in the comments. <laughs> BDH headline sponsor. Oh, Billy Bowden, too. Being friendly as always. I can't see him. He must have me blocked now. Yeah. There, there, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, but, yeah, with, with that said, man, let, let's uh, holler at our sponsors real quick. Of course, Dugout Bait and Tackle, we already talked about their meet and greet. They had a huge uh, Black Friday week. There's still several weeks left before Christmas, so dugoutfishing.com. Get on there and, and hook up your significant other or just a friend of yours with, with some gifts from Dugout. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I saw they've got some of the new new uh, Berkeley stuff and some other things in, in stock on the website. They got those so. new Abu Reels. I saw, I saw a post about that, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about getting to hit my hands on those uh, the new money badgers. Apparently, that's a new spin on the the uh, wiggle warts. You know, okay. I, I throw rock crawlers a lot. Yeah. So if it, if it can be something a little bit different, I'm gonna try some of those. Um, of course, Pro Guide Pro Guide Lithiums are our newest sponsor. Mm -hmm. uh, proud to have them on board, and I I've got my new graph installed. I took it out uh, Sunday. Only ran it for a few hours with my little battery. I'm waiting to get a Pro Guide in. And so I can power that thing all day. So if you guys are getting new motors, new graphs, whatever, make sure you get with Pro Guide. Uh, Western Sun Vodka. Yeah, buddy. Of course, New Year's is coming up, so you need to get on your, your Western Sun Vodka. So there you go. Um, Michael Trask. Yes, I've got my new office. I just don't have anything behind me. It's just a blank wall, but the office is done. It looks fantastic. Uh, I wish I could show you the rest of it. I can pan around and, and show you. But uh, I, you know what I should have done, right? I got a in the corner here, I have a leather chair with like a little fancy wooden bookcase thing and a light. I should just sit in my chair and like smoke a pipe with the camera on me and do the. Is that where you're going to do live interviews? Uh, yeah. Have them in the leather chair? Maybe. Or I'll just sit in the leather chair and they can sit back here <laughs> in the blinding light. Even better. 
Yeah, yeah. But anyway, hey, let, let's get Joey in here, man. Let's talk let's a little fish and to, to a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Do what up, up? What's going What's on, again? fellas? TOC champ. Yeah. TOC, TOC champs again. Ooh, finally. Wait a minute. Y'all are talking about national pro stats. Are they still a thing? Are they? Are they? Yeah. Are they still around? Oh. You have. I figured since you won the TOC, you'd be. You'd have that letter in the mail. I, yeah, I'm signing up right now. Hold on. You ain't. Boys. You ain't checked the mail in a while. <laughs> I like. Yeah, it. TOC champ. Yeah, that's what's up, fellas. That's me. That's so, me. Sir. So tell tell us about the about Queen City's TOC. Number one, tell us about the format because every time I look at TOC at the Queen City numbers, I think y'all ain't catching shit, but y'all do four fish. Four fish. <laughs> and I, and I'm always like, wait a minute, hang on now, hang on now. Well, it's it's a bit of both, and I get where you're coming from, especially from a guy that fishes like Chickamauga well, just, and. You well, know no, I but mean? I mean, just, you know, just doing the math, I'm like, you know, I, on a hundred inch limit, I'm like, wait a minute, we're at 70 something. And now I'm like, well, you know, it's a four fish yeah. limit. I, I have to remember that every time. Yeah. I was, I mean, I was 18 inch fish away from 19 or 90 inches. So yeah. you know what I mean? So, I mean, which is a decent bag oh, yeah. in the Southeast, but 90 inches on Gunnersville is probably, you know what, that's probably nothing on Gunnersville. So depends you know, on the time of year. Sometimes yeah, that's true. make a bag. Nothing's wrong with Clark's Hill. I think it's a great lake. It's just, you know, you have to keep that in mind for fish. Uh, RTOC is basically, I can't remember exactly how many members. I know Vinny's going to kill me, but I want to say around 200 members. Uh, it gets, it's a point system. It's similar to Hobie's. Uh, the, the amount of points isn't the same, uh, but it's, you know, it's a roll down system. And so at the end of the day, we cut it down to 22. You know, at the end of the season, all your points are gathered and in the top 20. And then we have two from a fish off that make wow. it in. And then you duke it out. And that was after 10 events this year. We started in February and ended in November. Nice. So 10 events, cut it down to 22. And it's a two-day event. It's a blind event. You can't practice it. Um, it was my first time ever seeing Clark's Hill. I've never fished that lake. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was, there was no, it was cut off a month before, so there was no practice and it was two days. Uh, let's see what other info in there. Yeah, that's about it as far as the info of the tournament. I didn't realize it was, it was cut down to, to yeah. 22 anglers. That's cool. Yeah, it's our classic, man. That's how I was going to win one. I knew exactly how it was going to happen. We were going to have to get five of those flyers that, you know, great anglers, nothing wrong with them, but you know how fishing 100, 150 man derbs are. Did you have five guys in there that have no business catching a sack? And you're like, well, where the hell did you come from? You know what I mean? Yep. So, you know, even though it's only 22 guys, it's 22 of the absolute best out of in the neighborhood of 200 guys. And so I've actually, this is my sixth time, sixth time qualifying. I have finished second twice and I have won it once. I like so, it. Yeah, it's you got you got to get up there and get up, uh, face those hammers, man. It's it's never easy. Uh, it's tough, but I was lucky to pull it out this time. It's a lot of relief, man. It was more relief than it was proud. I'm be honest with you. <laughs> the fishing gods owed me one. They owed me one. I got seven second places in the trail. Yeah, hey, that's consistent. That's consistent. Yeah, really? it's consistent, but nobody wants to be consistent. People want to win. That's what they oh, say. Fuck. I would have oh, taken consistent. Week. I was consistent this year on the wrong end. <laughs> if you ain't first or last, is that what, that, is that what you're thinking there, Ricky? He's still sitting on that thirty grand, like yep. I wasn't sitting on that thirty grand for two months, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You got a diesel. You weren't on it long. <laughs> I don't sit still long, buddy. Oh, no, no, that got eat up in death fluid. I'm deleted. I don't touch that catfish. Oh, you know, you know. Anyway, back to fishing. <laughs> but yeah, that was I. Man, uh, let's see. I'll tell you an interesting story. The guy who's beat me twice by a combined total of three quarters of an inch in the past two TOCs, a guy named Matt Hodge. Uh, there he is in eighth place. One of yep. the absolute most natural hammers you will ever just run across this guy will trip in a mud puddle and come up with a five pounder dude. I'm telling you, <laughs> he is a badass so he, he he beat me on my home lake by half an inch one time for the toc 
And then uh, last year on Lake Gaston, blind event, never practiced it, never seen it. He beat me by a quarter of an inch last year, right? I, and I still got paid two grand, which I'm not I'm not mad about. We got another grand for the team. I mean, I walked away from TSC with like three grand last year, but I lost it again to the same damn dude, right? <laughs> and it, we're talking about less than an inch combined. So, yeah, and my nickname was Deuce. So, but anyway... At the first day of this event, I'm sitting there fishing this bridge, and I think it was Soap Creek. And I had there is nobody around me for miles. I can see down the creek about a mile and a half, and then the creek dead ends about 300 yards behind me. I look, and I'm like, man, I'm going to catch fish on this bridge all day. Nobody's going to mess with me. And I look, coming down the damn creek, here comes Matt freaking Hodge, coming straight to my bridge, right? So I'm having a heart attack. Dude pulls in, catches three on a shaky head in like five minutes, right? I had, I've been there for about an hour and 15 minutes, hadn't got a bite all day long. I'm like, dude, he's going to beat my ass again. So he catches his three, turns around, hauls ass back down the creek, said, hey, there's not enough room up here, dude. And he goes on back down the creek, and I just stayed right there for the next two days and commenced to bust in their ass. I got so lucky, man. What'd you do? So how, how did you adjust? Did you pull out the shaky head after you saw him? I pulled it? out the damn shaky head. What the hell you think I was going to do? <laughs> what do you mean what I do? I got his bait and I tied yeah. it on and sat there and caught yeah. the fish. <laughs> a black trick worm and I threw it until they bit it. <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah, I caught. So. <laughs> No, oh, the first yes, that's yeah. Exactly. Seriously, yeah. you guys I are getting elite, it. elite level juice right here. I mean, just, <laughs> listen, fishing ain't rocket science, and that's the first thing I learned a long time ago. If a guy like me can figure it out, it ain't rocket science. So yes, a shaky head kept me in it on day one. I did pick up a big bite uh, halfway through the day on the first day, a big bite, Clark's Hill big bite, an eighteen incher. That gave me, you know, 63 inches and some change for day one. Kept me within striking distance. So day two rolls around. I pull back up on the bridge. I'm like, you know what? It's early morning. I'm going to run a red crankbait on this bridge. I don't give a damn if it's spring or not. I'm going to run a red crankbait on it. So do, 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 boom. I pick one up within the first two casts and don't get another bite around the whole bridge. Pick up the shaky head. Hoop, hoop, hoop. Limit. Okay. All right. What am I supposed to do now? I need to upgrade. So I took out my Alabama rig, which was fishing kind of tough for the tournament for most people. Some people were catching fish on it. Some people were having a tough time with it. And so I was throwing smaller baits on my Alabama rig. And at about lunchtime, I decided to upsize my swim baits to the 3.8. I was throwing the smaller 2.8. So I went, I upsized because I started seeing bigger bait fish, which turns out I thought it was thread fin. And then some people at the bar that we were at confirmed that that lake had thread fin or not thread fin. Uh, the Roman, the ones that roam Hartwell, the blueback, blue yeah, yeah, blueback yeah, herrings. Yeah. yeah. So they confirmed that Clark Hill had blueback herring in it. And I was like, oh, sometimes these fish get keyed on bigger bait. And man, as soon as I switched it up to the four inch Kytex, they just started hammering it. Dude, I caught. I, within three casts of switching over to the four inch Kytex, I caught a six pounder and I come, you know, that was the big fish of the tournament. It was, you know, it's what helped me push to the wind, but uh, it wasn't just the big fish. They, the fish in general, even the smaller ones started biting it better because I upsized. And I don't know if they were keyed on the bluebacks or if the water got dingy, the deeper it got. So I can't, I couldn't really tell. If they were picking up on just because they could actually see it or if they wanted bigger bait. But either way, they bit the hell out of it. <laughs> I wasn't going to argue with them. What kind of, uh, what kind of lake is Clark's Hill? Uh, all right. So uh, somebody asked me that earlier. Clark's Hill reminds me of Hartwell. Hartwell reminds me of Lake Norman. And then uh, you, you can... You can kind of see some Murray resemblance in there, but not really. Murray's got freaking tanks, and it don't matter where you go. Like, I think Clark's Hill and Hartwell, I know there's a lot of good areas on that lake, but I think there's a handful of areas that usually most of the tournaments get one out of. Murray's not like that. Murray can get, you can drop 25 pounds from top to bottom. 
So, but yeah, it's, it reminds me of Hartwell. I would say, you know, uh, it's starting to turn into a spotted bass lake, clear. Mm. I know there is some dingier water because it's 70,000 acres. It's uh, twice the size of Norman. And so it's about the same size as Hartwell. So it's a monster. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a nice lake. It's got some big fish in it too. Let's uh, let's talk about your day one and day two separately because on day one, obviously, you're sitting there in, in sixth place. Yep. Four inches back, and I don't know. Did we talk about this live or before we went live about you? Got you guys being four fish, which is yeah. a little bit different than most Just clubs, right? You know? Yeah, right. Um, so you know, you're sitting there with four fish. I, you know, to, in my mind, I'm trying to think about how big of a lead is insurmountable in the four fish format. You know, you're four inches back, which you're still in it, obviously, but uh, you don't have that extra that extra call to make. Does it ever seem to make a difference? Yes, it does make a difference to – that's an ongoing struggle in the Queen City. We love to be different, and we will continue to be different from now until the, probably the end of whenever it happens. But I'm a big fan of five-fish limits. Now, I, there has been several tournaments out there. If they were five-fish limits, I've walked away with multiple tournaments. But, you know, people caught bigger fish than me, even though, you know, they had a great day. I, I would have won that on a five fish and, you know, vice versa. I mean, I'm, there's been plenty of situations where I was on the other end of that as well, but it, it's a give or take. I kind of like it. Uh, it makes counting easier because you catch 420. It's going to walk away with it. <laughs> I think there's a, I think there's a place for the four fish deal, especially, uh, you know, our local stuff will do like our TVKA club stuff. will do like a three fish limit because we get a lot of, new people that have maybe never kayak fished or maybe never fished in a tournament setting period for bass. Right. So we don't want to like scare off, you know, new guys, I guess like you want it to still be that kind of welcoming grassroots type deal. But you know, the people that travel around and fish five fish tournaments, you're used to fishing five yeah. fish tournaments and your mindset is kind of based around yeah. five good bites. So you know, I think there's a balance in there. I like the four fish setup myself. I think that's a good mid tier uh, to kind of catch both those things. What what is it? You know, for five fish, we think man, giant bag, hundred inches. Is four fish? Is you just take twenty off? Is it eighty inches? Is that considered a giant giant bag for four fish? Man, we have rolled out. I, okay, don't don't hold me to the exact numbers, but we at Santee. I can't remember if we broke 80 anywhere other than Santee. I'm, I'm telling y'all, I don't know. If, I don't, can't remember if we've done it at High Rock, but I'm telling y'all, High Rock, it's going to happen at High Rock soon. But anyway, we've had got one Santee either <clears throat> last year or year before with like 87, 86 inches. It was an absolute nice. lobber. He had like 30, 30, 32, 33 pounds, something mm -hmm. like that. If he was waiting in a bass boat tournament, oh, yeah, he, he had him, had him, had him. And was culling twenties, dude. Culling twenties like it wasn't nothing. So, but you know that's Santee, man. It's either it's either the most baffling lake on the planet, or it's 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 dog shit. One of the two. <laughs> it uh, it. I hope it's nicer next year than it was this past year. But I, I mean, from what I saw of it, I definitely want to go back. Yeah, we um, do. Springtime, it is. I mean, it's broken into almost every Bassmaster record there ever was multiple different times on different occasions. So when that lake is right, it's it's up there with Toledo Bend. Uh, I'm not going to say it's up there with Falcon or, or one of those deep Texas lakes or anything in Cali, but anything other than that, it's it can, can compete for sure, 100%. 40-pound bags are possible. So you see Billy Bowden's question on the screen there. He asked, you know, I know you travel around and fish other tournaments outside of Queen City, obviously, nationally. Does going from the four fish to five make any difference? Same. Well, when you only catch four in a Hobie, it makes a big difference. That's a Joey Randall answer right there. That's right, man. I just go out there swinging and catch. I, I usually – some people focus on bigger bites. I focus on a medium range. I, I kind of – I do know when I need to go get a big bite, but I will take those 17 to 19-inch fish all day, every day, and stay on them. You know what I mean? So whether I have four of them or five of them, I don't care. I want 17s to 19s. I don't have to have 21s and 22s. Yeah, those are great for the scoreboard, but day in, day out, 17 to 19. 
I like that mentality. I like that mentality. You ain't going, ain't going for the best looking woman at the bar. You going for the the one that you know, you know, increase your likelihood. Yeah, medium ugly. Yeah, (laughs) I like that. Always available. (laughs) (laughs) I can catch some seventeens out there, probably. That's right. Oh boy! Oh, Towards the end of the bad. day, it's getting dark. <laughs> take you, take you fifteen. Take you, shake your head out there and drag it around. See what happens. Yeah, when you get arrested. That's right. <laughs> oh wow, we're spinning out of control. Uh, <sighs> are we? Are we? Nah, That's what we're supposed to be. <laughs> exactly. So day let's two? talk about your day. Day two, man. Day two. <laughs> It looks, I mean, like I said, I don't know the four fish totals, but 72 inches, normally you say 72 inches, that's not much, but four fish, it's a lot. And um, 18 away from 90 inches. Yeah, yeah. You, huge jump, huge jump for you. Um, how'd day two go for you? I mean, did, was that a quick start, hot start? When did that 20 no, come on? No, it was not a quick start. Um, I grinded out a limit probably, I don't know, that, that six-pounder was part of my limit early, so... I think it was my fourth fish call. I think that was my limit fish, actually. So, yeah, not, that was around 12.30. I lost an 18, and then uh, I did catch another 18 at the end of the day that actually won it. But, no, it was actually kind of slow until I made the switch. Once I made the switch to the bigger baits, I, I called every fish out within an hour, and then the sun came out, and then that's when that one bit. Uh and I called another 13.75 after that. And I just kept working the bridge. The biggest thing for me was, the biggest key was, and all my friends that run LiveScope, uh, Chris Goodwin, probably, that Chris Goodwin is in third place on that list there for day two. That is probably one of the best anglers in the country. And he is just now getting started. That dude runs LiveScope. He can do, he can run 20 miles a day. That guy is going to be unstoppable soon. But anyway, long story short, he was running live scope and he was telling me after the event how they were avoiding his Alabama rig. Mm-hmm. And I noticed right away that on the Alabama rig, they would not bite it suspended. If they weren't on the bridge, if they were 20 yards off the bridge schooling, they would not bite. I could not get them to bite top water. I couldn't get them to bite a jerk bait. I couldn't get them to bite a swim bait. I mean, I went through the gamut of suspended fish baits, wooden bite. So I just focused on the bridge because I knew those fish were there. And if I, if they were going to eat, they were going to pull up on the bridge to eat. So I would just keep the shaky head on the edges of the bridge or keep that Alabama rig just running parallel with the bridge about eight foot down. And man, they would just, they would turn sideways on it and hang it up. It was just, once I, I made that switch, that's when they started biting it. But they wouldn't bite if they were suspended. Did you, you think try the, pendulum swinging a drop shot through the suspended fish? I don't throw a drop shot. Oh, okay. Hell. All right. no. Wait, wait, you're going to throw a shaky head and then judge a drop shot? I'm not judging anything. I'm just telling oh, you I'll throw a drop shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not judging it. I'm just telling you there's no way in hell I'll have it. eight pound line I'm in just my. telling you it's not for me. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I throw my shaky head on 12 pound fluorocarbon. So you know, as, you, as you should. Yeah, I don't throw eight pound. That's just asking to get broke off. That's right. Yeah, that's interesting yeah. about the A rig, man. You think that was just fish? Those fish that were on the bridge were just in ambush position, and that's why they were ready to eat. And the other ones were just out there floating. No, around, because no, I'm gonna tell you exactly why I know that. Because I worked that damn bridge for eight hours nonstop, back forth, back forth, back forth, back and forth. Literally, I did. I did the exact same thing from sun up to sundown for eight straight hours. And all you had to do was let it rest. And if you let it rest, either your scenario could not, it could be right that I could be spooking them off the bridge and then giving them enough time to rest and then coming back and they're like, oh, here comes some bait. You know what I mean? They don't get, they don't catch me coming up on them. That's, I mean, that's fair. We could talk about that. But in my mind, I know what was happening. I thought, I think they were just impossible to catch, suspended. And when they were biting, they were sitting on the rocks. They would move to the rocks because they were floating around, moving around with the blue backs, man. Come into the evening there. That's I could he couldn't be less. So that's, <laughs> that's fair. Oh man, yeah. Uh, Joey, the way you measure your fish makes me sweat. Uh, just looking at those pictures. Yeah, 
yep. with the uh how how confident are you uh in your reflexes to catch a fish when it flops way up there uh i've only <laughs> lost one fish that hurt me and i have fished a shitload of tournaments now let me tell you what that first that is not the first picture that got taken of that fish me and Vinny have talked about this multiple times i will slap a fish on the board i don't give a rats but what the tape says as long as that tail's flat i'm snapping pictures right so even if he jumps off the board or an open mouth or something as long as his tail's flat i've got a picture of him something yeah then i'll take that fish make sure he's gonna act right set him down and put that big old catcher's mitt on him he ain't going nowhere big old catcher's mitt johnny Johnny bench hands on right there they'll be put they'll be pushing that gray custard out their butt by the time oh boy (laughs) <laughs> oh boy old bass mafia scent. Yeah. yeah wow nah man uh, so, so we're allowed to use clips we could actually use a stringer clip in qckbf uh, really yeah that's a bit of a hot debate for this this uh this club uh, I, yeah. i'm not for it i don't use them i have trained myself to fish in the hobie you know set of rules so yeah. i can't have one so it makes no sense for me to get out of here norman for me to use a clip at home and you know re- you know not have the practice of holding a fish unclipped in a and a in a big money tournament a national yeah. trip i'm not so, interesting I, I don't know the accuracy of the measurements with clips is is kind of where the Depends confusion on clip starts them. for me where you <laughs> we used to do it around these parts and we you'd have to you have to make them put the clip under the fish you know on, on that side of the mouth where it wasn't impeding with the picture. Or it, was, it was a disaster. You can go back and look at any of my QC KBF photos. I'll take it and and I would take that big ass stringer clip, pop it open, boom, right through the lip, straight down, clip it in. He ain't going nowhere. Back like, back when we used to the rules. I wish I could find the picture, but back when we used to allow it, this dude came to his first tournament ever. Uh over on the hot lake Ryan that we've talked about around here. Mm-hmm, the hot mm-hmm. tub lake caught what would have been big bass it was like a 24 and a quarter and ran a piece of rope through the fish's mouth yeah i'm, I'm talking about like ski rope holding okay. you couldn't see like this much of the fish's mouth and tried to submit the picture and get dq i don't think he ever fished with us again so well you know do what you got to do in that in that yeah, scenario yeah. so that was the but i do like it it also falls a little bit in line with the four fish limit i'm telling you it does keep um it gives more of hope to a more broader audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if if you are a new guy and you and you just called a five pounder and you laid that thing on the board, you're gonna be shaking so damn bad that a clip would do you a lot of good. I mean, it has to be. I mean, no bragging, but it it's got to be a dead giant for me to be shaking to be not being able to take a picture. You know what I mean? That's just the way it is. Nope. Good stuff. So what's what's your plans for this year, Joey? What trails are you gonna chase outside of Queen City? Hobie, Queen City. That's it. Hobie, I mean, I might fish a few bass masters. I'm gonna fish uh probably four Hobies, give myself another futile chance at the uh, TOC, you know, give that one more go. But I definitely want to go fish the Harris chain because that looks fun. Uh I want to go Seminole because Seminole owes me one, or at least that dude in that black bass boat does. but anyway yeah uh i want to go the new river because i mean new river is some of it's north carolina but i know it's west virginia tournament that's going to be fun i get to go right around in my little uh xc i'm interested to see how that one goes i want to see uh you know how obviously the the susky is very broad very broad so i I feel like it allows us to spread out the new river i want to see how launches are and how much people are able to kind of fish around each other it's gonna be interesting man that's uh if i'm not mistaken i could be dead ass wrong but that's some moving water there <laughs> yeah yeah that's what i understand that's it's got some big drops and stuff too yeah that could be you know yeah. getting yeah, in trouble out there but hey it's an adventure I, I, anything new anything that i haven't done oh, my biggest my biggest thing about this year is to go to the hair stand because i've never been there because it's gonna be fun just to explore new shit 
we're looking forward to seeing you out there, man. Um, we're going to let you get out of here. We've got Brian Howe waiting in the wings to come in for the second half of the show. Hammer. Couldn't be happier for you to win that TOC out there, man. Appreciate it, fellas. Big Good job, coming Joey. In All right, boys. I'll check hey, y'all later. Steve Field said he'll get you some Hobie posters to put up there in the background, too. Some right. Hobie posters? We're, we're, yeah, we'll try to clean you up. I already bought a Hobie from them. They get enough advertisement. All right. He <laughs> said pay the man, Steve. He pay the man. Discount. Now, you come know on. I love Steve Field. Yeah. <laughs> right, See Joey. y'all. Behave, Joey. Bye. Joey Randall, the man. I like that guy. He's good. He's good people. He is good people. And continuing with continuing the night of our great guest, we've got the one and only. The one and only. BDH. BDH. What's up? What's up, What's bro? Going on? How's my audio? Is it all right? Yeah, yeah. Sounds oh, yeah. good. Sounds good. Like right. Crispy. Crispy, I think the Crispy. kids call it. Yeah. yeah. Where's Taylor at? Is she around? Yeah, she's hanging out in the living room. Just right. I don't she's know. In, she was watching earlier. Then she's in the comments. I don't know, she, was I heard trolling, she was trolling laughing. us earlier. Yeah, cool man. Hey, I saw always. your comment. Uh, we want to talk about the Bass Championship that you just won, but you commented on the stream that three fish limit would be interesting in Texas. Is that, nobody yeah, in Texas I mean, runs anything like that. No three or four fish. That would be fun. Like you just shoot for three big ones, three twenty threes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like three twenties, you wouldn't even win. BDH just just you know hurting all the Texas boys' feelings. Shoot, I might shoot for three twenty fives. I think I go out there and nothing else. Color twenty one for you. So that yeah, there'll be three of them fishing again. <laughs> BDH and Guillermo and Scotch, <laughs> they're fishing against each other. Mark oh, won't even know. get out of the truck. <laughs> He's got a broken leg. That's true. That is true. Yeah, heel fast, brother. So back. tell us about this event that that you went and fished. I I knew that it was happening because I saw Francis Tran and uh, some of the Bayou Coast guys uh, that were posting up promoting this thing. In my mind, I didn't uh, look for you to number one be in it, but <laughs> number two <laughs> definitely not go down there and take their trophy away from them. What happened? Well, no one's been running like any fall tournaments or anything like that. You know, I've been fishing out of a bass boat with my buddy. We did pretty good. You know, I probably fished four or five tournaments with him and you know, i was just thinking like man i miss kayak tournaments and i was kind of looking at that tournament on the schedule like i was like eh, it's kind of far and i don't know if i want to do it and then eventually it just got to the point where i was like screw it why not where was it what lake was it on uh caney creek lake in louisiana it's like it's kind of near monroe okay is I that think, one uh, of the ones that uh that uh MLF fished? Yeah. Oh yeah. Shit. Is that the one that like Randy Howe was pulling like twelve pounders out of bushes and stuff? Yeah, that's part of the reason why I wanted to fish it too. Yeah. I mean it has a reputation as a big I fish would, lake, right? Yeah, we were talking about that when like all these schedules were dropping. I was like, what was that lake around Monroe that they were they were smashing when we were on Toledo Bend? They were up there wrecking them. Yeah. Holy cow. Wow. That, that was the second place finisher's big fish. So there you go. <laughs> okay that's fair that's a big one <laughs> jesus so yeah. how did this lake set up because i i mean i'm not familiar with it at all other than seeing the highlight reel of of what happened this spring it's super clear water it if anyone watching has been to lake athens it's pretty much like lake athens in texas tons of grass you know you have eelgrass hydrilla pondweed coontail you got everything so that you know that's what i like fishing the most and there's lots of docks, uh, a little bit of timber, you know, other stuff like that. But I would say majority is just grass fishing. Or did you, fish, that's, that's did you get to pre-fish at all or did you go in blind on it? I woke up at 1 a.m. and drove straight there and just went in blind. Never been there. Never, you know, I just did some map study the night before, kind of picked where I wanted to fish and went fishing. Went in with a burlap sack and a pistol and just say, give me your money. <laughs> That's rough. That's yeah, good stuff. I, I mean, did, it was, did you feel like you were fishing free because of that? Like you didn't have any preconceived notions. You just went in there and fished. Yeah, kind of. It was just like go in and cover water, and eventually I'll run into them. That's how I kind of go about it. Because this year I really haven't practiced, but you know, a couple tournaments. I probably went into ninety-five percent of my tournaments just completely blind. You know, luckily most of the other tournaments I had at least been to the lakes before. You know, once or twice maybe. This one I had never been, so it was kind of different. Ryan, I don't know if you know this or not, but just about every tournament I go to that Brian's at, I end up finding him on the water during a tournament. 
How does that make you feel at the end of the tournament? It makes me feel like I know I'm picking a decent area, but apparently I can't catch fish. Like my, my instincts are good. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm halfway there, Ryan. I'm picking good areas. I just, I just can't catch them. So uh, how, how did the breakdown go? Once, once you got on the water, obviously, I guess you had your, your eyeball on a, on a pretty good area. What did it take to, to get that first good bite so you knew you were doing the right thing? So first thing, you know, I get out there, it's just like pitch black. It's super foggy. You can't see anything pretty much. I motor kind of not full blast in my spot, but, you know, fairly, fairly fast. And I get I'm like in the creek that I want to start at and I see a green light and this really bright white light. I'm like, you know what? It's dark still. May as well just start there. I start there. Couldn't believe I couldn't get a bite off that dock, but I move as I was going in there, I, you know, saw on the side imaging, I saw like a little area with brim beds. I didn't, I don't know if there's actually any, you know, brim on the beds actively, but I was like, you know what? I'll fish that spot too. It's like two docks over. So I go over there, fish that boom, get the first keeper from there. You know, my original plan was to start all the way in the very back, but there's a bunch of duck hunters back there. So I couldn't go back there for the first couple hours. It's a small Creek and everything. And, it's the whole lake's pretty small overall, but you know, I try to go back there. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll just work my way up from that dock. I was at just fishing grass points, you know, fishing little drains, whatever I could find. Wasn't getting bites. I couldn't believe it. Like it, I was like, if I went to Athens and fished spots like that, you know, I'd probably have 10 fish in the boat. Right. By the time I got to the back of the Creek, didn't have anything other than that one. And that one, you know, was only like a third, something probably so i was kind of like okay you know it's a start but man i need to get something else in the boat but looking at the leaderboard i knew it was fishing pretty tough for everyone else no one had a limit at that point brian freeze up no this is just this is just for dramatic effect there we go now we got it now we got him you froze on us i was like "Uh uh-oh here we go here we go yeah yeah so I got, I got the leader, leaderboard pulled up here. So you started off slow? Is that what you were saying before it cut off? Uh, honestly, the whole, yeah, it was slow pretty much the whole day, to be honest with you. I never got into them crazy. It's just like one fish here, one fish there. I couldn't get more than one bite off of a single spot. I see mm-hmm. that. I was wondering, so I didn't, I'll confess, I didn't look at the overall totals until just now. Jeff, and when you put that huge fish up and you said he was in second, in my mind, I thought Brian probably had 130 inches. But I see, <laughs> I see that he had a couple 13 still on the board that really took the wind out of that 25 sails. Dang. Yeah, that for sure hurt him. Like, I just, like, he had that big kicker. I just had the consistent quality, though. Yeah. I, I don't know why I couldn't find a kicker. You know, so I was looking for all day long. Just kept fishing and fishing. I was like, I, you know, I'll run into like a 21, 22, something like that. Nothing all day. I'm not a math whiz, but if that was a Queen City event, he might have got you. <laughs> yeah, probably. If you take, if you take the yeah. 17 and the 13 away, I don't know. He might have got you. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, did you leaderboard watch? Did you smear your fish all day? Did you see his big one on the, on the leaderboard there? Well, the thing is that they turned the leaderboard off at like 11 a.m. It was oh, super really? early. Oh, wow. So I knew it was tough in the morning, but, you know, the weather kind of changed a little bit in the afternoon. I was thinking, man, maybe people will start catching them. And, like, I was just fishing around. I saw one guy near me catch one. I'm like, oh, crap, like, maybe it's getting better. And people are actually really are catching them. Like, I need to pick up the pace because I think I only had three fish in the boat at that time. And then I see another guy near me get a fish. I'm like, okay, well, that's two guys catching fish. That's, you know, kind of tells me something. Did you get on like did you get on a pattern or was it just kind of junk fishing all day trying to put something together? Just fishing grass points basically with a chatterbait and a lipless. I mean, that's pretty you know, standard. It was pretty standard fall deal there. Yeah, it was a pattern, but it wasn't like a red hot pattern or anything. I wasn't smashing them by any means. It was just picking up one fish here, one fish there, you know. I took until I don't know, probably like at least till noon to get a limit, I would say. Probably about noon, and that's when I started calling after that. Had you already qualified for the championship on Chickamauga, or was this your qualification? No, I already qualified. I qualified at Fork when I got when I, you know, I caught that yeah. 106 inches on day two and moved from like 30-something place to eighth, I think. When I, when I caught that 106 on day two, casually. 
Yeah, this tournament was just that for, was Taylor, most for Taylor, man. A little Christmas money for Taylor. Is that what it was? I got you. Okay, you yeah. better get her something nice. Yeah. You sure. got that You got that baby to take care of now. That's where all that money goes, Jeff. Yeah, that's, that's right. why that's I didn't practice or anything. Like, I had to, like, I already agreed to watch the baby on <laughs> Friday night before the tournament. And, like, I hadn't, you know, committed to the tournament yet. I was kind of just, like, on the fence. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And then I was like, crap, I have to watch Maverick on Friday night. I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to pre-fish or anything. I'll just drive down the you know morning before because there was nothing like I, I couldn't get out of it. Basically, I couldn't weasel my way out of it at all. And you got to get a little kid seat to, to put in the Hobie and pedal him around with you. Yeah, for sure. You'll be legit. What uh, what are you looking forward to most as far as next season goes? I mean, we've heard rumors of the bass schedule. We've seen the Hobie schedule. Uh, you know, what are some of the top events that you're looking to hit? Seminole. <laughs> Sem- yeah, obviously. Seminole. That's <laughs> one I for sure want to hit. That's like what I'm by far, you know, looking forward to most. I mean, and I like how it's a different time of year. It'll be post-spawn versus, you know, we normally go like pre-spawn. We go cold front is what we normally do. Cold front, you're right. <laughs> but hey, I, I mean, I, I, I like fishing that time of year too, like pre-spawns. <laughs> It seems like I do really well pre-spawn and I do really well post-spawn. I don't do too well during the spawn. Yeah. Yeah, that I don't know. That spawn's hit or miss. I feel like if you find a real hot area, then <laughs> then you love it. If you don't, then you're just running around all day looking for the real hot area. Yeah, I'm just not really a sight fisherman, you know. Like I'll yeah. do it if I'm struggling, but that's I don't actively go like, okay, I'm gonna go look for a bunch of big fish on beds and just bed fish all day. Like I'm only going to do that if I'm like, well, I'm only catching 12 inches otherwise. So let me just yeah. go bed fish. I'm sitting here trying to remember, did you win Seminole last time or runner up? Yeah, I won it. Oh, you he won, won it. Remember yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. dude was, dude was out there flexing in the park. That's right. Yeah. He had uh, busted him, signed the check halfway to the banks on and BDH came in yeah, and clapped yeah, him yeah. late. That was awesome. awesome. That's probably one of my favorite tourney finishes right there. (laughs) That's right. I couldn't remember which tournament that was that that happened, but that was similar. That definitely was. Uh, Was that the one you're talking about uh, using the Strike King Thunder Cricket instead of the Jackhammer or something like that? Yeah, I remember the story now. Yeah, it's awesome. He passed passed my buddy. Like, y'all passed it a culvert or something. And my buddy called me. He's like, I'm pretty sure the guy that won that (laughs) passed me, (laughs) leaving that spot. He's like, he just went back there and stroked him all day. I was like, dang, that's got to feel good. Oh, Seminole. She's a beast. Yeah. We got That's some a, comments. I mean, Cliff Allen is asking, he's begging you to say a cuss word, Brian. I don't know why. Say a cuss word. <laughs> say a cuss word. <laughs> I've said cuss words on here before. On, on demand? Why would he want you to do that? Yeah, why you put the man on the spot like that? Taylor's watching. You want to get in trouble? Yeah. yeah Maverick and Taylor <laughs> she, watching. She don't know he curses. <laughs> yeah. Maverick has to watch this tomorrow. Yeah, this is forever. <laughs> this is on the internet. You can go back and watch this right. 10 years from now. Say, Dad, what are you talking about? Bless in, in the annals of history, Ryan. Whoa, what? what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, I don't know uh, if we're going there. No, nah, Billy, that's old news, man. Thunder crickets aren't going to be sold out. That was that was a year ago. Yeah, yeah. they were sold yeah. out a year ago. Yeah. Now they're back in stock, so just go buy them up. Now people out there slobber knocking. They slobber knocking out there. They ain't worried about thunder crickets. <laughs> yeah. We've got Taylor throwing laugh emojis. She's having a good time in the other room. Can you hear her in there laughing, or is she just throwing emojis? She was definitely laughing earlier. I don't know okay. now, but earlier she was. All right, all right. Oh, Ramel said the only the only other guy to run an NK three hundred. Did you run that at at the tournament? No, I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't get to keep that motor yet. Oh, so it was man. pre-production. So. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I haven't seen an NK three hundred yet either. So yeah, nobody really nobody Lamel. has <laughs> not yet. Everybody's about to see him soon. Levi, Levi putting the truth out there. <laughs> We're always sold out of jackhammers, never thunder crickets. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor with the heat. Look at this. Dang. It's getting spicy. Joey was pretty funny, but but BJ yeah, he always, he's funny. always good for a laugh too. <laughs> always good for a laugh too. Uh, if you got any questions or comments for for Brian, please throw him in, throw him in here because he he's more than willing to to share what he did, uh, specifics on on what he did to to win that tournament. Who you got in the frame there? <laughs> It's like cat. cat. <laughs> He's sitting like on my armrest here. Okay. Okay. What's he the just, cat's name? I don't know. Every time I'm on any podcast or anything, he always has to come in here and see what's going on. I like it. Usually he's like right? trying to jump up on my lap and stuff. And I'm like, no, get out of here. But he's okay today. Yeah, Joey had his dog. You got your cat. 
I got my dog running around here. It's a crazy night. It's I don't have any, I don't have any animals here on hand. I'm sorry. People, Billy over here didn't know I won with a thunder cricket. I mean, it wasn't only a thunder cricket. No, it was just the adjustment. Yeah, the adjustment. Exactly. Wasn't that right? It was the adjustment during the day. Maybe I should have thrown that at Caney. I probably would have put up a, you know, 105. Yeah, Brian even forgot about the Thunder Cricket until just now. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, threw I him all away. He threw him all away after Seminole. <laughs> He's like, Jackhammer's back in stock. I'm good. I've yeah. probably only thrown it twice since Seminole, to be honest with you. <laughs> Funny how that stuff works, isn't it? Yeah, like you get on one thing, oh, yeah, this smashed this one day, and then it's like, I don't know, you forget about it or whatever, and sits in the box this guy made a comment the other day i posted like these big swim baits and i was like man i can't wait to go you know throw these big swim baits around this twra place out out west and uh this guy commented he's like you're just gonna throw a swim jig because that like five years ago i used to throw a swim jig constantly like probably seven years ago constantly that's all i would throw that's it i would have five rods in my boat and throw a swim jig all day and i was like you know what how stupid is that because i used to i used to catch fish doing that and i was like i didn't even throw a swim jig one time this this whole season like that's how stupid uh people get i feel like i think you you forget those those go-tos and you're always looking for what's next and what's new and you know, what's it changing to maybe they'll eat a square bill and a swim jig for the rest of their lives. Like who knows? Let's find out. They probably will. Uh, yeah. I'm the same way. Like you forget about things. I'm like, man, I used to throw a jerk bait every day practically. And it's like, now I'm like, I, I kind of have confidence in a jerk bait, but not how it was before. I could just, you know, go any lake any day and catch them on it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with fishermen weird like that we're weird like that you just get on it's like phases you always go through a different phase i can think of you know like when i would only throw a drop shot in california and then it's like i would only throw a jerk bait and then i would only throw a spinner bait and only throw a lipless and chatter bait like i have phases for sure um shane carnahan is asking did you fish north or south of the state park I think he's looking for a pin drop here, but don't give him all, <laughs> all right. So I just, I started at the state park and I just went out and fished those North creeks. I kind of, I went way North up towards like the main Creek that comes in. I wasted probably two, three hours up there. I didn't, I had like one 14 incher the whole time. It sucked up there. I don't know. Like had I pre-fished, you know, I would have not even gone up there, but that's what happens when you don't pre-fish. Luckily I had the motor. So, you know, the NK 180 got me, around pretty quickly so i didn't waste more time than really i needed to but i I don't know i felt like it looked good just it wasn't happening up there so i stuck mainly to like those main three creeks like west of the state park yeah looking at the comments earlier it looked like shane used to live down there ryan yeah uh we've got a youtube comment from j mac how long have you guys been fishing tournaments and then he had a follow-up what's the difference between now and then so how long have you been fishing tournaments? What's the difference between now and when you first started, I guess? And we can't, well, you guys kind of talked about that already. You put down the drop shot, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been fishing, you know, out of a float tube and stuff. You know, I've fished tournaments, I don't know, at least 10 years maybe. But kayak tournaments only four years, almost four years, not quite four years. I've lived in Texas almost exactly four years. So that's when I started kayaking. And difference between then and now really the kayaking i mean four years ago i wouldn't say anything's too different other than just bigger payouts and bigger fields better fields i would say too everybody seems so good now see i feel i don't know i feel like 100 inches in a tournament was really hard to catch like four years ago and it seems like now everybody's catching 100 inches in a tournament I don't yeah, know ain't that right, lakes. Jeff? Not everybody. And not everybody. I don't know if it's the lakes are getting better, the fishermen are getting better, or what it is. We're just like hitting the lakes at the right times. Like, seems like every year, I see multiple tournaments one with a hundred inches. I think it's growth hormone leaking into the water. Growth hormone. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think depending on what fisheries you, there are, like things come in waves. Like living where I do, between Chickamauga and Gunnersville. You've se- I've seen both those lakes. Gunnersville was pretty far down six or seven years ago. Now Chickamauga is is much tougher than what it was five or six years ago. It was not literally 
you could go out and every single day you were catching a couple 20 inch fish. Like, I mean, that was just a normal day of fishing on Chickamauga. Now there's so much pressure. And, you know, we talked about the baits, like people not throwing things that they used to. Everybody's throwing a jackhammer now. <laughs> Everybody's throwing an Alabama rig for five months out of the year on Chickamauga. Now <laughs> after dude busted that, whatever, 16 pounder, like everybody is out throwing a, a Alabama rig. I think you see fish get used to those things and they don't react the same that they did to them. And I think that's why what changes over time, I think as fishermen, you see the hot, the hot items come onto the market. And when it's first there, you have to jump on it because that the fish, you know, they haven't seen it much before. They're a lot more likely to react to it. But once they kind of desensitize to that, then you have to start looking for other options. And I think that's probably, you know, mentally why as fishermen, you're, you're trying to look for different kind of similar, but different things like going back to a swim jig, maybe that doesn't have a, a vibrating blade on its face. Like who knows? Uh, Levi on that note, all this talk of chatter rates. Have you tried the slobber knocker? We mentioned it a little bit ago. Not yet. I mean, it's on my list to try it for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Seminole, I just... If things are tough, pull it out of Seminole this year. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be the rotation right there. Right. Just have three rods. That's all I need. Right. Three rods, one jackhammer, one thunder cricket <laughs> and one slobber knocker. And that's all you need. That's, it. that's pretty much it. Yeah. I think so. Uh, let's see. One of those will get from... bit, right? Follow up from J Mac. He said he meant how long did it take for you to be confident? He is, he's asking because he is starting with the Texas kayak bass lead this year. So he's in your neck of the woods over there. I, I would say a couple months, but I don't know. I, it seemed like I had success kind of almost right away. I think my first tournament I did really bad. Not, not, I wouldn't say really bad, but you know, I didn't get a limit my first tournament. Second tournament, I got like a check. I got like fourth place or something, you know, and then I guess from there it just kind of, I, I felt pretty good at that point because it was on Cato and I had never been to Cato before. I didn't practice or anything. Just kind of went and winged it with a jackhammer and, you know, a couple other baits and that worked. And I kind of just ran with that for the next, I don't know, the rest of that season. <laughs> That's lovely. New angler. How long did it take you to get confident? Uh, uh, probably four months. <laughs> four I mean, months. honestly. Four months and I, I was BDH <laughs> after that. When Damn. I first when I first moved to Texas, I <laughs> Taylor's calling your ass out. It's over with now. She just she just sold ninety seven of your rods right now. Yeah, apparently. But <laughs> when I first moved to Texas, uh, it was like in October, and that's you know when most of the seasons are over. You know, I bought a kayak, I think like November, and just went out and was like, okay, you know, I didn't have any tournaments to fish, so I kind of just fished around different lakes around here, and that's when I really got a feel for the fishing because I feel like when I first moved here, it was like a different planet. Like I, I went out on my, you know, the lake I live right next to Ray Hubbard. I went out there like three times in a row and skunked. I was like, what am I doing? I it just, I don't know. It just felt like a different universe, and then eventually I kind of figured it out. Like one day I went out there and started catching them. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. It just kind of clicked one day. Let's, let's be honest. Did Clifton take you under his wing? Show you oh around? Boy. <laughs> oh, boy. No, I didn't meet Clifton probably till like a year into fishing tournaments, probably. Oh, okay. like we had competed against each other, I think, but, you know, we didn't really know each other or anything. Have you ever seen him cash a check in real life? Yeah, Clifton okay. will smash him on that. Clifton <laughs> catch him now. Don't don't be don't be tripping. I know. I just I'm trying happen. to goad him into coming out to uh, to some more big events. I like Clifton. I like yeah. to see. I like to see him more than once in my life would be great. Yeah. Hey, uh, did you see this one? This was more for you, Ryan. Uh, Levi Schneider said, "Which lake has had a bigger downfall, Chick or Kentucky Lake?" <laughs> I didn't know if Chick had a downfall. It just has but, a lot of pressure, uh, right? Yeah, it's 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 had pressure. I mean. Chick Chick used to put out multiple 40 bags a year in, in tournaments. Like that was a normal thing. Um, Kentucky Lake, if you fish for a week, wouldn't put out a 40 bag. <laughs> like it's uh, I mean, it's it's awful. Kentucky Lake, that's Kentucky Lake is dead. It's that's not a downfall. That lake is dead. Um, Chick is having a rough, you know, a rough bit of pressure right now which I think it'll subside. I think this past year was better than the, than the two previous, but I mean, that, that comes in waves. It's, it's all about what's hot and what's on TV more because that's where people want to go. Like 
you'll see people put, you know, book fishing vacations and stuff. They'll come to Chickamauga from Michigan and stay for a week or two. Like all of that stuff, people hosting their big championships, uh, club championships and stuff on the lake. That's all, you know, kind of relative. Um, but Kentucky Lake, man, it's, it really is. It's kind of a, a tragedy what's taking place up there. It's, it's done for a long time till they get those carp under control, I think. Uh, let's see. We got a few more questions. I mean, I, when I went to Chick, I thought it was pretty good. You know, like it may not be as good as it, you know, used to be, but it's still not a bad lake. You no, can, it's not you know, at all. Go there and be like, it sucks. No, 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 no. Chick's a very good lake, and that's what I'm saying. Like, but if you came six or seven years ago, especially covering water, fishing grass, like you like to do, that is a 95 to 98 inch bag, pretty consistently. I mean, it was just it was that easy, just flipping a light switch. Nice. Uh, Max Lemon asked, what's your top three lakes to fish in Texas since you moved there, Brian? You've got some more Californians moving your way, so you can give them a... a <laughs> Athens, Fork, and I don't know. The third, I don't know. Like, I always... I'll say Athens and Fork for sure, like my top one and two. And then, I don't know, the third one always changes. Sometimes it's like Nacogdoches. Sometimes it's Gilmer. Sometimes it's... I don't know. Louisville. Uh, yeah, yeah, best leg in Texas, other than Levon. Yeah. Oh, Ryan, you, you ever been over to Fork yet, Ryan? For any of those tournaments? I haven't. No, you I haven't. haven't been to Fork. Ever? I haven't been invited. No. What? No, hadn't made it. Yeah, takes a it. long way. Bdh, I drive out there. You know, I I like I like to visit uncertain Texas. That's a great little area. Uh, <laughs> out there and fished uh, fish PK. I uh, went to Amon Carter with uh, with Scotch one time. Uh, we fished uh, Grapevine with Scotch and Duke Tran one time. Uh, I have not hit Fort. Those were all further from you than Fort. I flew into Dallas. I stayed uh, stayed at Scotch's house. Sorry. Fork's like an hour from Dallas, dude. Bro, I'm in Tennessee. I'm not <laughs> like you're each one of those is a trip I, I had to work. I had to work, man. <laughs> I got a job. All right? I'm not a PKA, believe it or not. <laughs> That's it. All right, all right. But next time you come down here, get off me. If they would quit, if they wouldn't have fork when it's frozen with six inches of ice, I can see the weather. I ain't signing up for that bullshit. The whole interstate system shut down. Ramel throwing shade at you. He said, Yeah, Ramel. Man, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of here. Uh, J Mac on YouTube again. What do you think of Lake Conroe? Have you fished it? Conroe? I haven't been to Conroe. That's like three and a half hours, four hours for me, maybe. I mean, Seems like a good lake on like that north end stuff, all that shallow cover and everything. But then the rest of the lake's kind of overrun with, you know, pleasure boaters and everything. Gotcha. What do you think about that new lake they're building up there north of Dallas? Uh, That's going to be supposed awesome. to be the stuff, right? Trophy lake. It's supposed to be. JT's dad. He uh, he slid in the other day and he's like, dude, when that opens, like, come on, like you got to get out here. He said it's supposed to be stacked. What's the name of that? It's like it's got some name. Oh, dark. Bo, yep. Bo, Bo's Dizark or Bo's Bodark. Bodark. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah, all right. I'm going to swing by Fork. I'm going to Amarillo uh, January 4th. So I'll just hang a left and, and swing down to Fork. It's yeah. going to fish really good in January, right? Dude, it did this year. I caught 106 inches in the Fast Master tournament. Come on. That was it, it was a struggle on day one. You know, I didn't even get a limit, but <laughs> you get on the right spot and it's on fire. All right. You just dropped me the pin. I'm heading that way. All right. Let's go. I'll give you a guided trip. Hey, all right. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. All right. Well, there we go. We're going to let the BDH get out of here, get back to, to Taylor and Maverick. But, man, congrats on winning that another trophy. and some, Another one. Some Thank spending you. money, man, before the holidays. Love having you on. Can't wait to see you on the trail. Are you fishing? Uh, you go fish Harris Chain, or where are you going to start the season? Probably. We'll see. I mean, okay. I don't know. It's uh, hopefully I can travel a little bit more this next upcoming season. You know, Maverick's a little bit older now, so we'll see. Sounds good. Because this year I really didn't fish too much other than local stuff. That's why we were sitting at home for the TOC. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, I know, buddy. I remember that one. Yeah, still hurts. Still stings a little bit. It does. It does. All right, Brian. Well, we appreciate you, man, and congrats once again. I'm going to let you know. Right. here. I'll take care. Thank you. All right. Brian Howe, Joey, Ooh. what a show, man. What a show. That was. It was a good one.
Yeah, yeah. I don't know what we're going to do next week yet, uh, but the awards are coming down the pipe here in about two weeks. We'll do the award show, do the do the rankings. It'll be it'll be a fun one. So be I'll watching. Think, the, we'll think on it. We'll we'll yeah. find something good for next week. Yeah, be watching the page for the category. We'll put up a poll for categories for the top ten awards. Yeah, Cliff, you missed it. This is not a barber's cape. This is a KB the KBN hoodies. So this this page is KBN, and we made some hoodies to sell. Uh, as merchandise for the page, so I'm wearing one of those. If you want to check it out on the website, the merch, the merch. Yeah, there we go. Fun time. Appreciate everybody in the comments. We'll see everybody next week. Later.